Hey friends, welcome back to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance, your host. Excuse me why I brush a little dust off this old microphone. It's been a while. And while I've been working on lots of content for Season 3, and more information on that will be coming soon, I've had a day. So I thought I'd drop in and share something. An adventurous, interruptious, so to speak. Now let's get started. Today, we headed north to try to find huckleberries with some friends. For those of you outside the Pacific Northwest of the United States, the huckleberry is a local delicacy. And it's one that you can't find any other way than going out and looking through the forest. There's no huckleberry farms or orchards, so to speak. They haven't been domesticated. They like their mountains They don't like much else. They are tart little berries that you need a million of them to do anything that you can find in everything here from sour beers and milkshakes to your Sunday morning hotcakes. And if you don't get them yourself, get ready to feel pain because they are somewhere between $12 and $13 a pound if you're lucky. So going out and hunting for these is a treat. You go out and you check certain areas you go to every year and hope that this is the year that there's lots of them and that you've beaten all the other people looking for these things for them. And then you go search the next area and the next. And your supply has to come quickly because they don't last long before either the masses of people or the animals or the drought, makes them disappear, Kaiser Soze style. Well, today really wasn't that day. Oh, it started out that way. We made it to our first stop, a small reservoir about two hours from our house. I'd forgotten how nice it was, by the way. Not too crowded. Some great spots for kayaking. And I eyeballed a couple of dispersed camping sites for the next few weekends. I hope, I hope and drove past thousands upon thousands of huckleberry bushes and came away with about five berries. The combination of them not being ripe and already being picked over led to my family getting skunked. And our friends did a little better, but not much. And that's okay. That's the way this works. So we moved on. We ate a quick lunch. We scanned the maps to check out our next stop. And then up the road we went. And that's where things went sideways. As we're headed up the highway, my pressure sensor went off. Low tire pressure. So I make the gauge show what's going on. Oh, that's not good. That's a lot lower than those tires should be. But I can probably make it to the next town. And within a minute later... It drops another two pounds of pressure per square inch. And another two to three a minute later. Yeah, I'm not making it. No, no, that's going to happen. So it went from drive the nine miles to the next town to find a wide spot in the road quickly. And then what happened was the modern changing of the flat dance. Figuring out how to disconnect a jack from behind the seat remembering how to get the tire out from underneath the the, the bumper. 
I've owned this truck for six years, and I've never had to do this. And I'm grateful for that fact. And even more grateful when our friends turned around and came back to give a hand, because it's always easier to change a tire with two than it is with one. We got everything put together and evaluated the situation. And our friends went on with the adventure, and we turned and limped for home. The girls were obviously disappointed. They love being in the woods. They may not love picking those berries, but they absolutely love eating the things, so they're picking them. But as we drove home, it this experience definitely reinforced a few old lessons. First off, be prepared. And when your preparations fall apart, know when to bail out of a situation. And I explained this to the girls on the way home, in depth. You never go into the wilderness, even along mostly improved roads, without water, food, a shovel, a bucket, and oftentimes with an axe. Because you need to be able to take care of yourself where the cell phone doesn't work if things don't go 100% right. And for the truck, this is equally true. We were fine as long as we had a spare. But I felt it would have been irresponsible to continue and possibly need rescued by going on without it. Though I will admit this decision may have been a little harder to make had I been alone rather than with family. And as a special addendum to this, don't depend too much on your new tech. I'm not talking about cell phones. You can always walk to where a cell phone will work eventually. Right after I changed the tire, I had to pull over in the next little town because the spare looked low. So I went in, I bought a tire gauge, something I used to keep in my car for just such occasions, and sure enough, I had to add 15 PSI to it to feel good about limping home. We probably would have been fine, but why would you do that if you can avoid it? Next reminder, there are some skills, and I know I've said this before, and I need to dedicate an episode to this at some point. There are some skills that everyone must know to be considered a responsible adult. And in my mind, changing a tire is one of these things if you're going to drive. So is checking fluids, but I digress. And about three quarters away through changing this tire, I realized that we had missed a real opportunity because I should have been making my daughter help with it because my soon-to-be driver needs to know how to do it before she's allowed to leave the house with a car. But in my defense, I was very much focused on getting off the side of the road. All of this to say, it wasn't the day I expected. An expensive case of adventurous interruptus once you figure in having to buy new tires. But it was a great day because my family came home safe. And that is always more than enough. Thanks again for tuning in, friends. I'll see you soon with more information on Season 3 soon. Until the next time we talk, keep seeking your own brilliant future.